You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 195. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 195. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby doll. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good, too. I'm excited. I... I'd always love hanging out with you, and I love talking to the pod people. And yeah, it's fun. It's good, right? Good times. So good, time. good times. Welcome everybody. And today we have a very cool topic for you, which is compliments and criticisms. Why they both don't matter. So we're going to talk a lot about how we associate a lot of our self worth and how how valuable we are based off of if we receive criticism or if we receive compliments. But You may have heard me mention this last week. I have a very, very exciting event that's happening local in Southern California on Thursday, March 30th. And if you are in that area or you wanted to drive in, I would absolutely love to meet you. I'm doing an event with a colleague of mine named Sherelle Jackson, and she runs this organization called Leadership in Heels that's designed to empower women in business. And she hosts these breakfast events that are held from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., so prior to work for most people, where you can have kind of uh, some activities, a panel discussion about a specific topic, a keynote speaker, uh, some activities to do as a group. And Hmm. it's really kind of a, a coming together always she does where she gives a portion of the proceeds to an organization in need. And this time around for this particular event, I am the keynote speaker. So we're going to be talking about decision making. We're going to be talking about how we make decisions in our world and how so many of those things are based off of what we think other people are going to approve of. So of course, I'm going to be talking about relinquishing control, letting go of people pleasing, and how to establish boundaries when you're making choices in your your world. You know, we were talking about this woman's movement and the march and all these things. And I think, you know, one of the things that I was commenting on is I'm like, this is a great first step, but now what? Right. Well, this is another step that you can take in a woman's movement. Exactly. Exactly. This is something that affects on a local level, Mm -hmm. right? You can affect things on a national level, global level. This is a local thing that you can do to really start progressing yourself into that woman's movement in an actionable way. That's right. Because what it does is it empowers women to be more of a potent force in their workplaces, in their relationships, with their children. And it's how we engage with our own individual worlds that make that massive difference on a global scale. Yeah. So I'm hugely, hugely thrilled to be a part of it. You guys, it's 75 bucks to go. Yeah, that's not done at all. And you get breakfast. Breakfast is supplied. And the way Sherelle runs her events, they are so classy. You always have like little 
party favors that are done really cute. There's raffles that we do. And there will be a panel discussion with other experts where they'll take some Q&A. And then obviously I'll be speaking primarily about some key components. And I would love, 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 love to meet you in real life. That'd and that cool. would be – I mean, we. I, I've told a, a couple of people who write into the show, I'm like – I'm just in my pajamas most of the time sitting behind my computer. It is so exciting for me to really meet audience members or pod yeah. people or, you know, <laughs> like I get just as giddy and excited. So if you're local and that's something that you're interested in, or even if you wanted to drive or fly in, you can find all the information either on the show notes page for this episode, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 195, or... You can go directly to the registration page by going to thejoyjunkie.com slash heels, H-E-E-L-S, and you can grab your tickets right away. I do know that the space is limited. It's usually between 100 and 150 people, but I think it would be so exciting to meet you in real life, and obviously we're going to have a great time all the way around. Yeah. And again, so it's Thursday, March 30th, and you can find all of that information on the show notes page. Cool. So why don't we... Why don't we give you the mic for a minute? Give the mic to me. Would you rather? All right. So today's Would You Rather is pretty straightforward. Kind of fits into this podcast. Okay. Would you rather date someone half your height or oh my God. date someone twice your height? Oh, I don't know. So for me, I would be either dating someone that is three, th- three, two, three foot, two inches. Uh huh. Or I would be dating someone 12 foot, 13 foot. That's amazing. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's within the realm of possibility to date somebody three and a half feet tall. Right. It is not within the realm of possibility to date somebody 12 feet tall. That's right. <laughs> So just by sheer physics, I could only date somebody three and a half. But this is a rhetorical question. So So wait, let me, let me think. But then you think about you have logistics with both of them that would <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um I think I think I'd rather I think I'd rather go tall. You'd probably rather go short. I'm much I, I think I would. Just because I wouldn't know what to do with a 12-foot-tall woman. <laughs> like, I'd have to climb her. Literally. To get anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To kiss her, she'd have to lean way down. Right. But then I would have to lean way down to kiss, you know, somebody smaller than me, too. But you could probably lift them up much easier. So my woman would lift me up? That would be weird. Yeah, you've never been on that side. Never. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've had anybody lift me Ever. That, that didn't exert a lot of effort. <laughs> like a strongman competition. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I think I'd rather date somebody taller. Yeah. Like I'm going to go twice, shorter. Twice my height. I'm going to go shorter. But yeah. All right. What do All you guys right. think? So whatever you guys think, please let us know. Cruise over to Instagram. That's where I typically talk to people the most. You can find me at the joy junkie on Insta and just find the latest meme for this particular episode and let us know. I think it's time to get into a conversation about compliments and criticisms. What do you say? Let's get into it. All right. So compliments and criticisms and why they actually both do not matter at all. 
And when I say they don't matter, I mean that they don't, they do not define who you are. Uh, they don't create your substance. But for the most part, we think that they do, right? Like we think, yeah. Okay, as long as people think I'm beautiful, smart, intelligent, a good employee, witty, they give me accolades or honors about my performances, I get compliments on my my weight, my beauty, all those things we think, okay, then I must be valid. Then I mu- then it must be true. Aren't those the things that validate us though? Okay, so I think that there's there there's a distinction to be made here. It is the difference between something that actually feels good and that you enjoy hearing uh-huh. versus it creates your self-worth. I see. Because if we say, okay, as long as my employer thinks I'm amazing, now we have everything invo- invested in how our, someone else views us. Right. Instead of how we view us. So, you know, you could you know, let's say you go into a a business meeting and you conduct yourself as best as you can and you feel really amazing about what you delivered and, you know, maybe one power that be thinks that you were incredible and one thought that you just completely just biffed it, shot yourself in the foot, didn't represent the company well. You did the same, you know, you presented the same presentation the same content but it's being viewed by two different sources and received two completely different ways okay so if we think okay i've got it i've got to have every single person receive me in a very specific way then we'll spin our wheels forever hoping well, that i can't wait for the tools to get me out of that because i i mean i find a lot of fulfillment in and uh how people react to me right right and Likewise, we think if we get criticism, that also defines who we are. That right. also defines our self-worth. So if somebody you know, doesn't think you did a good job, doesn't think you're thin enough, doesn't think you're beautiful enough, um, you know, those are typically really hot-button issues for women in particular. Uh, and you know, men definitely have it too. They're just not quite as vocal about it typically. I think I'm hot enough. Oh, you do? I do. Take it down a notch. <laughs> I totally got that song. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Oh my god! Too sexy for please. I'm too sexy for this podcast. <laughs> if you ever see me in a fishnet jersey, just shoot me right then. <laughs> okay, so here Whatever. I want to give you a couple of things. I'm going to give you three tools to help you with this concept, so we can kind of concrete this a little bit more. I want you to think of you and who you are, your identity, your self worth, is like. Uh, let's think of it like a house. Okay, and you've got all these different rooms. There's all these different components to who you are. You can put a lot of attention into this room of the house. Maybe that's your marriage. You can put attention over here into your creativity, over here into your career, right? It's all these things that make you you, how you feel about yourself, your respect, and your self-worth, right? Now, compliments and criticisms I love to view, this is a very powerful way for me to view this. I view them as a gift or like a bag of shit that's been left on your porch. On fire? On fire. Okay. So a compliment is like somebody leaving you. In fact, I had a client do this. They left an amazing gift for me on the porch one time and said, go downstairs. I left you, you know, a gift, right? 
That's amazing. It was really sweet. Stalker. It, and it, it stop. No, it was, she came to my house for sessions. So I'm joking. She, you know. So, uh, so she, you know, she left me this beautiful gift. Now, using this metaphor, I can go, okay, this is something in addition to my life. This compliment doesn't make me valid as a coach, doesn't make me who I am, but I can still enjoy it. It's a gift. It's a generous offering that's been thrown at me. It's, it's a positive energy that's coming my way. Absolutely. So I can sink into it and enjoy it. But just because she thinks I'm an amazing coach doesn't mean that Amy Smith is a valuable human being. I see where you're going. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I get it. So that house, whether I get a gift on the porch or I get a piece of shit on the porch, doesn't change if I'm a valid person. Gotcha. Doesn't matter what comes in and out of the mailbox or on the front porch. You're valid regardless. Right. Right. But the problem is, is we think think that that must mean something. So that's why I love this metaphor because the house can still stand. Everything can be just as beautiful inside. All the rooms can be just as immaculate or messy or whatever and have total worth and validity no matter what gets left on the porch. And the same thing, having a... um, you know, uh, a criticism or, you know, a rude remark, acrimonious remark is like having a bag of shit left on your porch. Will it feel awful? Most likely. Like, will it stink? It Probably. Will it stink? Totally. <laughs> but will it change the house? Does it influence the house? It does not have to if you don't want it to. Not unless you bring it inside. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's your choice. You either get to invite it inside or you just go, oh, okay, I'm going to go dump that in the dumpster. Done. It, does, it is irrelevant to who I am. Right. Okay. So I want you to start thinking about your life using that metaphor. I'm going to actually jump to the second one here. So one of the things that I do is I really truly allow myself to feel what I feel. Okay, I think it's really important that you give yourself the freedom to drink in those compliments, right? So just like you were saying, I'm fulfilled by that. I, there's nothing wrong with getting lit up when somebody tells you, my gosh, you look great. You've really lost some weight. There's nothing wrong with getting excited about that and having an emotional response, the problem happens is when we say, I'm not worthy, I'm not valid, unless people tell me that stuff, mm. right? That's where codependency thrives right there. Well, that's when you invest all of who you are in external forces, right? right? So, so for me, I always give myself the freedom to sink into that loveliness, to feel what it feels like, and to kind of go, ah, oh, thank you. Somebody just gave me a gorgeous gift. Do you sink in the bag of poo too? Okay, so that is that's a great point. Because I think what what gets scary here is we think, okay, if I have all this confidence, if I if I've done all this work on myself, then I should never be influenced by a negative thought, criticism, biting remark from somebody. Not true. No matter how much work we do, it will probably always hurt if somebody says something rude. Um it, it, you know, vibrationally and, you know, if we're talking about physics, there's an energy coming at you. It, there, it's like a negative dart coming at you. It's your choice if you hold on to it for a long time or if you just let it sting for a sec. Or if you pull the matrix and like... You're like... <laughs> like getting out of the way. That's the other thing too is like, if you know, I get people who are like, 
what do you mean your self-help? You taught, you, you know, you use so much profanity and this is a joke and blah, blah, blah. And that never feels awesome. I'm never bigger than that where I can go, oh, no, I'm so self-actualized and I've done so much work that that never stings. So I let myself be human. You know, let yourself feel whatever it feels like to get a compliment or a criticism. But know that that is separate from who you are. It is outside. It is external. It is outside of the house. It does not have to define you. Now, that being said, if it's somebody who you highly value, like your spouse or your boss or, you know, in my case, like with a lot of the acting and stuff that I've been doing, I care what my director thinks of me. I care what my, you know, fellow actors think of me. Does it define who I am? Am I still worthy whether or not they think I fucked my lines up or I'm not getting it or whatever? Yes, I am absolutely still worthy. Would that bum me out for a night? Probably. So that's what I want people to understand is you, there's still room to feel what you feel and for it not to create your reality because that's the problem is people attach to that notion where they got some sort of criticism or they got applauded for their looks. So now they only think they're only valuable because of their looks. Right. And then they throw everything into their their body image and, you know, their aesthetics and da 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 da, da. I can't remember who said it. And it becomes the reality. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's okay. I, I remember a um, it was a movie producer or a director or something like that. And he, he said something like, if, if you don't have critics – you're not doing it right. Right. So, you know, that's kind of how I look at criticism is, you know, I'll take it constructively as much as I can and try to like make improvements off that. Yeah. But I don't look at criticism as a reflection of myself. I look at it, at it as a, a way for me to uh, move forward. Exactly. Right. Well, and that, it's interesting that you bring that up. I'm not going to get involved in, in a lot of that today, but I actually have a whole, like a five-step process of dealing with criticism. Ooh, and we can make that our next podcast. We're going to, oh, no, no, no. That's exclusive content. <laughs> okay, so first thing, I want you to just keep that metaphor in mind. Think of yourself like a house, and compliments are like receiving a beautiful gift on your porch. Criticisms are like getting a bag of poop on your porch, right? The second thing, allow yourself to feel what you feel. You can sink into that compliment and really relish it for the gift that it is, or you can acknowledge like, okay, that stings a little bit, but that doesn't have to create how I feel about myself. It doesn't have to define who I am. It doesn't have to create my reality. It can be an isolated incident. Mm -hmm. It can be a circumstance instead of who you are, all right? Third thing, I want you to ask yourself this question because a lot of times we think, well, well, I have to do it perfectly. Well, I have to give that presentation flawlessly. Well, I have to create this in my business. Well, I have to be a size five. Well, I have to be perfect in my acting. Well, I have, you know, we think we have these, you know, these rules that we set up for ourselves that are usually based off of receiving compliments and avoiding criticisms, right? Right. So I want you to ask yourself, or else what? Or else fucking what? Like, what does it mean to you if somebody doesn't approve of you? And I started thinking about this for myself, like I just mentioned with my acting stuff. You know, I, my ideal situation, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for a show right now. 
My ideal situation is that I would do everything brilliantly and amazingly and my director would think that I'm just the shit actor and that I'm fantastic, right? That would feel good. Sure. Right? I'm allowed to feel that. I'm allowed to want that. Okay. Okay? That doesn't define who I am. So I started thinking about that and I'm like, okay, am am I too invested in it? And so I started thinking about if he doesn't, like, or else what? Like he's got to he's got to think I'm amazing, or else what? Right. Nothing. Nothing. The thing that I want you guys to realize is usually the or else what is a rule that you have created, a stipulation you've created. Like then I must be a worthy actor. Says who? And then I must be a worthy partner, spouse, employee, friend, whatever. Says who? Sorry, I'm quiet. I'm just... You're faded. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm just really thinking about that. That's, those are great tools. Right? So the whole concept behind this whole thing is to look at really, truly what you're responsible for. Because if we try to always look favorable in everybody else's eyes we will we will inevitably come up empty because we've heard the quote a million times you cannot please everybody all the time you simply can't so if you want true happiness and fulfillment recognize what you're responsible for and that is how you show up show up and that's why i'm always prodding people to ask yourself how do i have to behave so that i'm proud of who i am Right. right. I will be proud of myself if I, if I am uh, what we call off book, where I, you know, I'm, I've memorized my lines. If I'm professional, if I show up and I put everything into it, if I know that I've done my best, if, you know, like, like that's for me, right? Being the best that you can be. Right. And, Join you know, if he thinks, <laughs> stop. <laughs> If, if he thinks that I did a great job, that will be a gift. That will be a bonus. Will I sink into it? Will I relish it? Of course. If he doesn't, okay. Will it sting a little bit? Sure. And then I'll get over it because I am more than that. And I am determined to not define who I am by criticisms. Right. And, and like I was saying, instead of putting up walls around those criticisms, take them in. Not necessarily take them in, but look at them and say, how can I grow from this? Right. You know? Yeah. That's actually a piece of one of my, you know, my steps to dealing with criticism is looking at, is there something I need to own? Right. Is there validity there? Like, right. could I, d- did like I make Like just a- being upset? Right. Or is there something valid within that? Like, did I, did I make a mess? Right. Did, was I sharp? And there's been a couple of situations. Like I had a situation where somebody was really upset with a blog post that I wrote mm. and ripped me to pieces. And I was rocked, you know, like I really... It really bugged the shit out of me. And I was like, Rah! and so I took, I, I did exactly what you said. I took a second and I kind of went, I evaluated and I looked back at my behavior. I looked at back to back at what I wrote and I looked at, am I at peace with how I showed up? Because I'm not responsible for how I'm received. I'm responsible for how I show up right. because I'm going to be received in a shit ton of different ways. Right. In the end, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I really am at peace with what I wrote. I'm at peace with how I showed up. And I don't feel like I need to apologize for who I am. Mm. So I'm going to allow that to be their opinion. 
And that's one of the biggest challenges is letting go of somebody feeling a certain way about you. Boy, the thing that keeps coming up for me, and I don't know if we have time to get into this, but is a loved one that's verbally abusive. Like, mm. how do you handle that with these tools? Ooh, that's rough because that's an extreme. Yeah. And if you're in an, in any type of abusive situation, I, I mean, ugh, this I don't even think really. It's outside of your box. It, it's outside of the box because I would never say work with that. I would yeah. never say here's how you work with that. Right. I would just be like, get away. Like, eliminate that from your world. Gotcha. I'm just thinking about how, um, you know, we take in a lot of other people's views of ourselves as ours. Right. And if someone else views us as worthless, sure, we view ourselves as that a lot of time. So, I, I don't know. I, well, I have a really great metaphor for that, too. That another kind of visualization that I use a lot because I've shared that I have a lot of issues <laughs> with some members of my family. My mom has a very strong opinion about we just differ very much religiously and politically. And I'm at peace with, with how she feels. She will always carry a burden for my soul. But that's hers to bear. Right. That's not mine to bear. Right. And that took a long ass time yeah. for me to become peaceful with that. But here's a metaphor that I love to use. And I think about whenever anybody comes at you with negative commentary, naysayers, even people saying like, that's not realistic or, oh, that who's going to pay for that in this economy? Like, oh, you want to start your own business or like, oh, you're looking gotcha. a little chubby. Anything that's negative coming at you. I think of it like somebody walking up to you and handing you a pile of shit, like this big bag of shit. And it's up to you to either hold on to it and say like, okay, I'll take on all the things you just said and keep it. Or you can be like, you know what? I'm going to let you go ahead and hold on to that. You are at choice. That's the thing that I always want to point people to and I want to empower people is you're at choice. Like you get to either take that on and make it mean something for your life or you can give it right back. Yeah. And is it a snap of the finger? No. Sometimes no, it, ta it takes some time. Yeah. Sometimes it takes, you know, doing a workout. Sometimes it takes bawling your eyes out. Sometimes it takes working with a therapist or a coach or reading books. Or I don't ever want to say that this is easy and like we can wrap this up in a nice, tidy 30-minute show, right? Like it can be a challenge. You know, like the stuff with my mom, like how she – would come at me with certain things and tell me certain things and I would have to really mentally go, okay, if that's how you're going to feel, I'm going to allow that to be yours. I choose to not take that on. Right. I'm not going to carry that pile of shit. I'm going to give it right back. Because right. when we think about it in tangible terms like that, if somebody were to give you a gigantic thing of shit, would you really sit there and take it? Would you really sit there and allow that to be a part of your life? Absolutely fucking not. You know what the irony is? I had a bag of poop from Bianca and Joey today. Oh my god! That they pooped and pe they both pooped outside before I took them into the rumors. And I took the bag in with me, and she's like, "Oh, can I take that for you?" <laughs> <laughs> Way to tie it home. You like that? Way to tie it home. Boom. <laughs> You are such an integral piece to this <laughs> podcast, babe. Oh, my gosh. All right. So I hope it gave you a couple of things to think about today because ultimately we can't please everybody, can't make everybody happy. So you might as well show up in a way that you're proud of yourself and that you make you happy. 
And the most amazing thing that happens when, when you start doing that is you start attracting to yourself other people who feel the same way. Right. Less toxic relationships, less toxic dating scenarios. And it's really amazing. Now I look around at us and we don't have any negative forces in our lives yeah, that's at true. all. We don't have soul suckers because we simply have become vigilant and taken a huge stand for what we will and will not tolerate in our lives anymore. Right. And um, so it's possible. A, there's a difference between cocky and confident. Totally. You can be confident in yourself. You don't have to be cocky. I think that's it. That's enough. Man, that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> not a lot to deal You're with. like, it, I'm ready to take a nap. No, there's just some great tools there. Yeah. All right, cool. And as always, we would love, love to hear from you. I know this is some stuff that people really, really struggle with. Let us hear from you. So, and it won't make us a valid person. Yes, it will be a gift. It'll be a gift. Yes, and I'll sink into it. That's right. No yes. bags of poop, please. No bags of poop. I'm currently not accepting any bags of poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Cheers. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.